Ladies and strugglers, Andy here, day 207 of the Inner Winner Show. I've just started getting back into the gym. I've been going back to the gym for about a month or two now, probably about two months. And holy shit, muscle memory is absolutely a thing, you guys. So for context, I've been out of the gym for about a year because we had very bad lockdowns in the old city that I was in and the gyms were closed for about nine months. And I lost a ton of strength. And going back to the gym now has been, holy shit, it's like I'm on fucking steroids or something. It's like I will go to the gym. So last week I went to the gym and I did three upper body workouts. I mean like a full-on workout, um, seven different exercise or seven different body parts each day. And I tried that three days. I thought, can I do this three days? My program is normally two days of upper body, two days of lower body. I thought, what happens if I do three days of upper body? And my strength went up every single day. It was fucking amazing. So this week, I thought, let's really fuck with this. Let's see like how much my strength can go up. What if I do four upper body workouts in a row? And so each one of those upper body workouts, again, seven different exercises or seven different body parts include excuse me, including like full on bench press, you know, overhead press, pull ups, like the proper compound movements, as well as a bunch of bodybuilding stuff. And every single day, four days in a row, my strength went up. It has been absolutely hilarious and absolutely fun as hell. It's like every time you go to the gym, it's like your goddamn Popeye. It's amazing. I know that it won't last forever. Obviously, it's me getting my newbie gains back. But man, this has been so much fun. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about five struggles that my coaching clients have. And now I will say, if you're listening to the podcast, jump on YouTube, go onto my YouTube channel. This is also a video. Hi, YouTube. I'm going to start recording as many of these as I possibly can. So if you're someone who prefers to watch content rather than listen to it, I know a lot of people don't jump onto like Spotify or podcasts or anything like that. But if it's on YouTube, you'll just subscribe to my channel and you'll watch it. I'm kind of the same. I prefer watching podcasts on YouTube. It's weird as shit, but whatever. So I'll start recording these. I'm going to pretty much ignore the camera and just talk as if it's a podcast. But if if that's easier for you to, you know, consume, go onto my YouTube channel. So five struggles that my coaching clients have. I think we'll start with the first one, which is people beat themselves up if they're not perfect or if they have a bad day or they get stuck in a rut. This doesn't just apply to my coaching clients, obviously, but the point is I thought I'd go through my coaching clients and and sort of see if there's any patterns there. And there's a few things that come up and this is probably the biggest one. So I wrote an article ages ago and I wrote it pretty much for myself. It was called, don't be a cunt to yourself. And the premise of this article is if you're not perfect, that's fine. If you're having a bad day, that's fine as well. I also wrote a similar article called uh, Progress or what's it called? It's called Don't Don't Worry, You're Making Progress. And again, the same sort of concepts in this article. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some bad weeks. You're going to have moments where you go backwards. You're going to have moments where it feels like nothing you do is working out. Everything is wrong. You know, the entire world is wrong. Maybe you even have a week or two or a couple of months where you're depressed. That's part of this whole self-improvement journey, right? The whole point of all of this is to bring up your insecurities and work on them, to work on your flaws. That is naturally going to give you some bad days. You're going to have bad days when you're dealing with, you know, stuff that you've suppressed or repressed 
for most of your life or for a lot of your life. So people beat themselves up if they're not perfect. I think that also happens because, you know, when you sit down for a coaching call with me, or if you read any of my articles or listen to these podcasts, you're going to compare yourself to me. I mean, obviously, right? Like I'm giving you advice. It's natural that you're going to say, okay, I want to follow this advice and get to where he's, where he is, or go further than he is, or do the things that he's done, or, you know, do some of the things he's done. You're naturally going to compare yourself to me because I'm like the benchmark that you're aiming for. I'm the goalpost that you're, or the lighthouse that you're like moving towards. So you're going to compare yourself to me. That's not a fair comparison though. I've been doing this for what, like five years at this point. I've been trying to get laid for like five, or I've been getting laid. I've been working on my sex life and my self-improvement and my body and all of that for about five years. If you're just at the start, why would you compare yourself to me? That's not even remotely fair. My girlfriend Imogen used to do this a lot too early on in our relationship. When I met her, I was 31 I've been working on my self-improvement for about two or three years. I think three years at that point. She was 18 and she'd never even contemplated the idea of self-improvement until she met me. And too many times she would compare herself to me and say, I'm, you know, I'm too emotional compared to you, or I, I, I'm not as stoic as you. I'm not as like mentally strong as you. I'm not as resilient as you. That used to come up a lot. And I would say like, you're 18. You've just started your self-improvement. Do you know how much of a train wreck I was at 18? That isn't a fair comparison. I'm now 31. I have 13 years on you and I've been working on my self-improvement for three years. It's not a fair comparison. So I want to make it very clear. And I think I make this pretty clear on my website and in my podcast. I wasn't perfect at the start. I'm not even remotely perfect now. I would never pretend to be. I tell you that all the damn time. So if you're comparing yourself to me or anyone you look up to, it's not a fair comparison. So stop doing that. And you have to understand that at the start of your self-improvement, at the start of working on your goals, you're going to suck. We all suck. I've talked about that a million times. Go and read an article on my website called Give Yourself Permission to Suck. It was the very first article I ever wrote. And I had to give myself permission to suck when I first started this coaching thing. Or at the time I wasn't coaching. I didn't plan on coaching, blogging and giving advice. I sucked at it. I knew I would. That's why I wrote that article. I suck at everything I start. You will suck at everything you start. It's very arrogant to think that you're supposed to be perfect or that you're supposed to be good all the time or that you're never going to have a bad day. You're never going to be emotional. You're never going to get upset or angry or cry or any of that. It's very arrogant to think that that could be a reality because it never, ever will be. You're a shitty, flawed human, just like I'm a shitty, flawed human. It doesn't matter. You'll suck at the start. You'll improve over time. So the next thing is it's very closely related. A lot of my coaching clients and guys in general who come to my website, I guess I'm, I'm giving these in terms of coach or I'm framing these from the point of coaching clients because they're the people that I know the most, right? They're the people who are the most honest with me. So A ton of my coaching clients also struggle with feeling like they're not allowed to be vulnerable and share their struggles and emotions with other people. This includes men and women. So in terms of men, there are a ton of, like in terms of sharing with men, a ton of guys will come to my forums and feel like I can't share too much. I I can't be a burden. I don't want to complain every time I'm having a bad day. And I have to sit these guys down on a coaching call or whatever and say, I need you to share with other people. Other people want you to share with them. By sharing, you're giving other people a chance to help you, which builds a stronger community, right? If other people help you and then you go on to help them, it's like give and take. 
Other people helping you means you're in a better position to go and help the next person or to help those same people in return. You also stroke people's egos in a really good way if you let them help you. If you post on the forums or if you tell me that you're having a bad day or if you're in my uh, accountability group, the Winners Club, if you post and say you're having a bad day or you need some advice or you're feeling down or anything like that, other people get to help you. And then what happens for those people? They get to feel good. When you share your vulnerable moments and your struggles, other people get to feel good by helping you. So you're depriving them of that if you don't ask for help, if you don't share your struggles, if you don't say what's bothering you. Now, with women, you can be just as vulnerable, although I would say don't be completely weak. There's a very big difference. I talk all the time about being honest, being vulnerable, being real, sharing shit with women. Always come at it when you're sharing with women, especially women that you're dating. Come at it from the point of like coming at it from a masculine come at it from a masculine framing, right? So when you're on the forums, it's completely cool to say, I'm a fucking pussy, my whole life is going to shit, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what I'm doing, I feel like crying all the time. Share that shit. Be a hundred percent fucking real with that shit. If it's a girl you're dating, however, I would try and be a little more stoic isn't the right word, but I would have a plan. So I say this all the time. It's completely cool. I am fucking very vulnerable with girls that I date. I will tell them I'm fucking depressed. I literally told my girlfriend during lockdown, I'm feeling fucking suicidal. The the next sentence out of your mouth though should be, and here's what I'm going to do about it. So as long as you always have a plan with women, you can be as vulnerable as you like. There's a difference between being vulnerable and being completely weak or pathetic. I don't think that you should be sharing, or at least in my experience, it doesn't work out to be completely weak and pathetic with women. And that's generally what people talk about, like in the red pill, when they say like, oh, you shouldn't be vulnerable with with women. They're almost correct. They're just not using the correct terms. You can be vulnerable with women. I am all the time. I want you guys to be vulnerable with women all the time, but frame it in a more positive, masculine way. And that's where I think the mistake is here. Guys think I can't share anything with women, right? I have to be this perfect alpha male, this stoic character. I can't tell them that I'm having a bad day. Yes, you can. You say, I'm having a fucking shit day today. I'm so fucking depressed. This was just the worst day ever. I'm going to go to bed, get some sleep, and I'll feel better tomorrow. Or, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my business. Um, You know, do you have any advice for me? You can say that to a woman. Again, being vulnerable (coughs) doesn't have to be weakness. However, if you do frame it in a weak, pathetic, like victim mentality with women, yeah, eventually they will get sick of hearing that. They'll always give you some leeway. You can be weak and vulnerable with women a couple of times. You can be completely pathetic and fall apart a few times. That's perfectly fine. My dad was a complete fucking depressed mess for like a year and it wasn't glamorous. It wasn't sexy. My mom didn't like to see him like that, but she didn't just fucking run off and leave him, right? The moment he was vulnerable. She put up with that shit for a year until he got his shit together. So women will give you leeway. Don't think that you have to be completely fucking stoic all the time. You can be vulnerable. You can share when you're having a bad day. Just always kind of frame it in terms of what you're going to do about it. Even if all you're going to do about it is literally ask her for advice. You can literally say, I'm super fucking depressed about this problem, or I'm not really sure what I should do about this problem. Do you have any ideas? Like, let's brainstorm some ideas. Can you give me any advice? Do you have any? If you don't, that's fine. I'll go and ask other people. But like, you know, can you give me some advice? Like, that's perfectly positive positive. 
that's keeping in with this masculine framing of the the problem. You're not being completely pathetic and victimhood and saying, oh, poor me, because nobody likes a whinger. Now, the difference I will say is when you're sharing with men, they will be a lot more lenient and they will give you a lot more like patience with that shit. Men aren't going to, at the first sign of you being completely pathetic, they're not going to be like, oh, pull your shit together, you fucking loser. Most men will be like, look, dude, I understand. Like, I've been there. It's cool. We'll work on this together. That's why I say be very vulnerable on the forums because guys will come around. You probably, a lot of guys aren't used to being that vulnerable because most of the time society doesn't really give a shit. I think you all kind of know that. Um, A lot of women won't really respond well if you're completely pathetic and you fall apart too much. Come on the forums, be completely open, be as pathetic as you want. As long as eventually you do start working on your things. I I guess that's the other caveat to add. No one's going to put up with you being completely pathetic forever. There will need to come a point where it's like, okay, what action are you going to take? And again, don't, don't stress too much about this. Like share as much as you want on the forums, be as pathetic as you want, because the problem kind of takes care of itself. If you're being too pathetic for too long on the forums, people will tell you, they'll say like, come on, man, like you, you got to start taking some action. What can we do to fix this problem? What are you going to do about it? Like what action are you going to take? So be completely vulnerable and pathetic on the forums, be completely vulnerable and pathetic with me. If you want to during coaching, I encourage my clients. I've had plenty of clients. I'm obviously not going to say who, but I've had plenty of clients, you know, have cried and broken down in front of me. And it's like, good dude, like share that shit get that shit out. That's obviously you're bottling it in, share it with other men, share it on my forums. And then when you go to women, you can be vulnerable, but always have like a plan of what you're going to do about it and tell her that plan. Like, so you can cry in front of women, right? You can completely fucking break down and cry as long as at the end of it, you're like, okay, here's what I'm going to do about it. And she'll be like, cool. Like I really appreciated his vulnerability and I really respect the shit out of him for going through all that and then having a fucking plan to deal with it. Like what a fucking man. You have no idea how much more respect you can get from women. I'm not telling you to break down in front of a woman every fucking week or something, but by sharing your vulnerable moments and then saying, here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to address the problem. Here's what I'm going to do going forward. Women are like, oh shit, look at this motherfucker like struggling with this shit and then just bouncing back from it. Or at least- you know, even sometimes an answer is, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it. Can I get some advice from you? Or another is, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about this. I'm going to go fucking ask other people. I'm going to go do some Googling and some research. I'll figure it out. Like as long as you look like you roughly have a plan or you look like you're roughly, you know what the next step is, even if that next step is, I don't know what the next step is. So I'm going to go and Google it. That's a step. Be as vulnerable as you, as you want with women. I'm vulnerable all the goddamn time. I share all this shit. I tell people, I tell women when I'm having a bad day, when I'm depressed, when I'm suicidal, when I'm struggling, when I have doubts, when I have fears, when I have insecurities, when I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing or who I am or all that kind of shit. I share that. And then I say, I'm going to figure out the answer. So maybe that's, maybe that's something, maybe that's the best phrasing of it. Be as vulnerable as you want with women and then say, I'm going to figure this out. Don't stress. I'm going to figure this out. Most women are like, okay, cool. Like I fucking love that this guy is real and vulnerable and he's willing to go and fix it. So the next thing that a lot of my coaching clients struggle with is this is very similar, but feeling like a pussy or feeling like a beta inverted commas, if they ever get down or if they're ever, you know, depressed, very similar to the previous two, but there's a little nuance here, a little, the difference is nuanced. I should say, this is more like, you're having emotions or you're feeling down 
and you think that that means you're not like an alpha male, like you're doing something wrong because you're having feelings. Like the concept of feelings is like beta. That shit is like a child's view of alpha and beta. And I've written plenty of articles before. Um, probably the best one is just called like, there is no such thing as, as an alpha male. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to that. I'll leave a link in the show notes or the description on YouTube to, to all these articles that I'm talking about, but go and read that article. I think that that answers this question better than anything I could say, but this is something that a lot of my coaching clients and guys in my forums come to me and they say like, you know, how do I like bottle up my emotions or like, how do I retain my alphaness while also being uh, vulnerable? I had one guy in my um, Facebook group, the accountability group, the winner's club. He said something similar to this. He's basically like, how do I balance being vulnerable and sharing while also retaining like my masculinity? And I was like, it's, it's a balancing act. Like you'll figure this shit out, right? Like sometimes you will be too vulnerable. You'll share too much and then you'll learn from it. You'll go like, oh shit. I think I shared way too much there. And this person like didn't really react well because maybe I was a bit pathetic. Maybe I was like being like a complete victim. I was crying. I was saying like, oh, poor me, everything. Like uh, maybe I went too far with the vulnerable shit, right? And then another time, maybe you won't be vulnerable enough and you'll be like too alpha and too cold. Maybe a girl will stop seeing you or maybe your friends will be like, dude, you never share anything. You're too fucking like weird and like cold and shit. And you'll go, oh shit, maybe I was too far in the other direction. And then you'll find a balance in the middle, right? Like some guys are super stoic and masculine and they don't share shit and like that works for them. Great. Other guys go in the other direction and they're very like vulnerable and they share a lot. Maybe that works for them. Other guys are maybe somewhere in the middle. I, I tilt, I'm probably like perfect. Okay. That's going to sound arrogant if I say it like that, but I think I'm pretty much in the middle. I think it's hard to have an objective view of yourself. Obviously. I think I fall somewhere in the middle. I think I'm very fucking vulnerable. I share a hell of a lot of shit, especially with women, but I share a lot with men as well. I share a lot in this podcast and, and on my website. I think I also retain a lot of my like stoic, you know, don't worry, I've got this. I'm going to handle things like that alpha. And I don't usually use terms like alpha and beta, but you guys kind of know what I mean here. So it's a balancing act. Don't, don't stress too much if sometimes you feel like a beta you know, don't stress too much if sometimes you're too much of an alpha and you're too cold. The balance is somewhere in the middle. You'll figure that out with practice, right? I can't tell you what that balance is. I can give you examples, but you really do have to find this for yourself. A lot of this stuff, this self-improvement stuff is like a, like a process of experimentation. I've talked about that in articles before. This is all just a big experiment, you know, try a bunch of stuff, figure out what works for you figure out just how like vulnerable you like to be, what you like to share, who you like to share it with, how you like to share it, and then work out how stoic and masculine and shit like that you like to be, how strong you like to be. It's all an experiment, dude. It's all, it's all a learning experience. You'll figure it out. So another one that my coaching clients struggle with is struggling. This is a big one. I, I probably should have opened with this. Struggling to tell people about their getting laid goals or worrying what others will think about them getting laid and working on self-improvement in general. I can think of like one coaching client in particular, and he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. He went to basically like a, a self-help group, I guess you'd call it like a, a, like group therapy kind of, but more like just a self-help group. And at first we had a lot of sessions where he was like, how do I open up to them? How do I tell them I'm working on this stuff? Like, how do I share that I want to get laid a lot and that, you know, I want to bang lots of like young, cute women, like without it sounding shallow. And so like we came up some with some ways of like explaining it to people, you know, you just say, I'm working on my dating goals. I'm working on my self um, improvement. 
I haven't had a lot of dating experience, so I'm working on fixing that. I want to get out and meet new people. You can frame it like that or phrase it like that. That's a very good way of phrasing it. Most people will be fairly open to that. Um, What he found in his group, and this does happen sometimes. I don't want to scare you guys and make you guys think this happens all the time. This was just unfortunate. He kind of opened up to them all and they seemed very on board with the idea of all of this. And, you know, he specifically said, he went a little deeper than other people may. He said, you know, like I'm, I'm looking to get laid a lot. I want a lot of casual sex. I missed out on that. I want to get some experience with casual sex, right? I'm going to be very honest with the girls. I'm not going to have one night stands. I'm not using anyone. It's like friends with benefits, but I want to do that. I'm going on Tinder. I'm working on that. And at first they were receptive. And then it sort of came out that they'd been bottling it up and that, you know, a lot of them were not okay with it. And they thought it was shallow and all this other, you know, bullshit adjectives that people say when really they're just saying I'm jealous. And that does happen sometimes. I guess I'm telling that story because I really respected how brave this guy was to even do that. And eventually for the end of the story, he sort of cut ties with those people because, you know, they weren't helping his goals. They weren't helping him move forward as a person. They were kind of crab bucket mentality, like holding him back. And I'm really proud of him for sharing with those people. Like I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of him. And I've had this with a couple of other coaching clients too. They've wanted to tell like maybe a family member, maybe one of their best mates or something, maybe just other people, even just posting on my forums. I understand that that takes a lot of courage for a lot of guys, right? Sharing with other people that you want to get laid or that you want to just work on your self-improvement in general, you want to lose weight, you want to build a business, whatever it is, that takes a lot of courage. You have to be very vulnerable to do that. And I think the hardest part is you're admitting to yourself that you want that. You're admitting to yourself, holy shit, I think I actually want to get laid a lot. I want to bang a lot of girls, or I want to lose weight, whatever the fuck your goals are, right? And admitting to yourself, that really is like the biggest hurdle. Because that's the moment when you first admit it to yourself. That's the moment where you go all in. You don't hold back. You do whatever it takes to get laid or to work on your goals. And that's the moment where it's a hell of a lot easier to tell other people. So if you're sitting there struggling to tell, you don't have to go and tell it. Like, I haven't told everyone that I'm, like, I don't tell my fucking parents, like, hey, I'm trying to, like, get laid and get pussy. I just say, like, I have a dating website, right? Like, I give dating advice. I don't say, like, I'm trying to get guys, like, fucking tons of pussy. I don't really talk like that to my parents. That's not the way that I talk to them. So you don't have to tell the entire world that you're working on your getting laid goals. I think this question or or this topic, a lot of guys come to me and they say like, you know, I'm struggling to tell other people. And really I say like, are you struggling to tell other people or is it more that you just don't want to admit it to yourself? And nine times out of 10, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm just struggling to admit it to myself. A lot of the times when you overcome that and when you get to a point where you say to yourself, I want to get laid. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to admit it. I want to get laid. At that moment, a lot of guys go like, do you know what? I don't think I actually need to tell a lot of people. Like I don't really care about telling my friends or my family. Now, some guys will go and tell certain friends and family, but a lot of the time this problem solves itself. You think that it's a problem that you haven't gone and told everyone else, but as soon as you're okay with the idea that you want to get laid, you come to some like level of acceptance And a lot of the time you don't actually go and tell a lot of people. You're like, I don't really care who knows. Like, it's fine. I found this forum. Everybody accepts me on here. Andy accepts me. You know, everybody else on here, they're just like me. We're all trying to get laid. That's cool. Maybe I don't need approval from my friends and family about my sex life. Because at the end of the day, 
your sex life can be as private as you want it to be, right? It doesn't, you don't have to tell, I haven't told the world about my sex life. Obviously it's on a podcast and a blog, but like, I don't tell my parents about my fucking sex life, right? If they asked, I'd tell them details, but I'm not going to tell them like, oh, you know, I'm having threesomes with my girlfriend. We're tying girls up and we're doing BDSM and we're spanking them and calling, making them call me daddy. Like, I don't have to share that. I choose not to share that stuff. So once you get to a point where you're okay with you, once you've reached self-acceptance and you're okay with you getting laid, you might find that you don't really care about telling other people. And a beautiful segue into the last thing that my clients struggle with is caring too much what others think. And this one really is just a process of, I think with this, you kind of just have to put your head down, accept that at the start, you may care a hell of a lot what other people think. Put your head down, just do the work, keep taking action, keep taking those baby steps every day, keep working on your self-improvement. And after a certain point, when you've like accomplished a couple of goals, you don't really care what others think. You're too busy living this awesome life. You're too happy. You've had too many successes. Like when your penis is in a, a, a hot chick's pussy, you don't really care what others think about you. Or when you're making a ton of money, you don't really care what others think about you. Or a better way of phrasing that would be you care less what they think about you. You especially care less what haters think of you. Because you're like, you come to realize that nine times out of 10, once you get to the heart of it, someone who judges you or who hates on you, they're usually just jealous. And that's not like, I know that's a cliche of like, oh, you must be jealous, bro. And it's like, when you get to a point where you've achieved a lot of goals, you'll see that that isn't just a cliche. That is true. 99% of the time, when people hate on you, they're jealous as hell. They're really jealous of your accomplishments. They're jealous that you decided to take action. They're jealous that you've done something they know that they could do, but they're choosing not to. They're choosing to indulge in Netflix and Doritos and Mountain Dew and sitting on the couch doing nothing. So you will care a a hell of a lot less what people think when you achieve more. So if right now you're struggling with that and you think you care too much, just keep your head down. Put your head down. Do a bunch of work, work on your self-improvement, try and get laid, start getting some success under your belt. You'll just naturally care less what others think. You'll also get validation and ego from getting laid. Girls will tell you like, wow, you're so hot. You're so sexy. Like just the act of getting laid a lot makes you feel those things even more. Cause like, wow, I must be a valid guy. I must be a cool guy. Cause like I've had sex with 10 women in the last like couple of months. Like awesome. Fuck. I must be worthwhile. Right. It's really hard to care about others judging you when you start to feel yourself like you must be a cool guy or you must be a worthwhile person or you must be like a decent dude, right? It's really hard to give a shit about the haters. So go out and achieve more, get that validation. You'll also get validation from other people like on my forums or me, if you're a coaching client of mine, me patting you on the back and telling you good job. People on the forums saying good job, dude, like that makes you feel worthwhile. Again, it's really hard to care about the haters when you have like 50 other people telling you fucking good job, dude, this is awesome, keep going. We'll wrap up there. That's like the five main struggles that my coaching clients have or five of. Maybe I'll do a part two at some point because there's there's plenty more. Um, I'll end by saying if you want to hit me up for coaching, I will leave a link in the show notes below or you can just go to killyourinnerloser.com forward slash coaching. Um, I offer coaching for Tinder, getting laid in person, learning to talk to girls, depression. I do counseling as well. I've overcome depression myself. Uh, what else? Mental health counseling, just if you need fo- uh, help with your photos and Tinder in general or anything else, pretty much anything else I can help with, go pay me for coaching. I will change your life. I will give you hugs and kisses and we'll both do beautiful things together. That sounded gay as hell, whatever. Adios amigos.